Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. Hello. Welcome to our Wednesday night live stream. This is our case update show. We do this every week live. We are live on YouTube and on Facebook. And we will be able to see your comments from either all combined into one, which is pretty awesome technology. So before we get to our updates tonight, Katie, how are you? Well, I'm well. I'm realizing I made a mistake. So we need to decide right now if we want to fix it or go for it. But oh. we're actually live streaming onto my personal page. <laughs> oh. Not into the group. That's fine. I don't I'll care. just share it into the group. Okay. Okay. So I'll just, I'll go over to Facebook and have a little talk with them. I'm fine. Uh, you, you know, go. obviously uh, making mistakes, but other than that, I'm completely <laughs> fine. It's all good. <laughs> As yeah. we know, Mercury is still in retrograde, which means that, you know, yeah, lots of mistakes are made. Stuff keeps gonna breaking. We're going to blame Mercury for sure. Well, that's, uh, you know, entirely true, actually. But yeah, yeah. I'm good. Uh, you know, the current energy is really thick and heavy and oh my, my kids are sure struggling i my poor empathic kids are sure having a tough time with the current energy that we're going through i'm really looking forward yeah. to a shift in that soon but yeah my 17 year old came home at lunch today having a panic attack it's did just she? uh mm -hmm, she did it's just they this energy is too mucho you know it's just too heavy it's too too gross it is it is and it's just going to be for another couple months <laughs> unfortunately i'm not going to say another week because it's a lot more than that yeah um, i hear you though it is it is i'm feeling that as well um it's just one of those periods too where you go through a lot of like disruption or barriers like <laughs> i have had in two days my dog gets stung by a wasp and have to go to the vet the sewer mm -hmm. backed up in my basement and then my dryer quit yeah <laughs> like seriously it's supposed to come in threes. We've had three. That means no more drama. We're done, right? Right. I hear you. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're feeling heavy, if you're feeling kind of emotional or just sort of like, I'm just going to stay in my house and stay away from everyone, that's okay. That's mm -hmm. pretty normal. It is. Just We're make sure that, that I think the best thing you can great. do is yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And don't. You, at this point, I think a lot of us have had to take a step back here in the U.S. from politics. We can't take any more right yeah. now. And that's fine. Just take yeah. care of you at this point. That's the best thing you can do. Yeah, I agree. It is. It is the best thing. And those of you watching us from outside the U.S., please send some good vibes. Because we could do them. <laughs> I see already we have a chatter from Canada. Yes. Okay, Canadians. Just send us some good energy, all right? I know you're watching from afar. Grateful as hell this isn't you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're a hot mess and we know it. We get it. We are. Yeah, we are totally <laughs> a hot mess. Not only are we a hot mess, but we are a coronavirus hotspot. We are fifth in the nation, the state of Idaho. Let me tell you how mm -hmm. insane that is, okay? There are only 1.7 million people in the entire state of Idaho, okay? Most states have cities bigger than that. And yet our growth rate is fifth in the nation so yeah send us some good vibes for that as well because we are struggling yes we are for sure yeah we love your love thank you for that we very certainly much do. but let's get to the updates because yeah. we have some well we had a huge milestone last week 
We certainly did. That's one really big update. We actually did hit 20,000 downloads on our podcast. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, rapidly hit 21,000. So we're just on our way to our next goal in a big hurry. But that was a huge milestone for us. Yeah. We are at 82,000 views on YouTube. And we're going to have a major party when we hit 100,000. And that's not going to take very long. So we're thrilled. Mm -hmm. We really appreciate all of you listening, whether you're Uh, here in YouTube, on Facebook, on the live stream with us, or if you are on our podcast platforms, we're thrilled and we just want to keep on growing. And the way you can do that and help us do that is to like, share, comment, tell your friends, you know, we just want to keep on growing. We want to keep doing what we are doing. We love it. Mm -hmm. We're having a blast and we know you guys are too. Absolutely. Yep. And we appreciate all of the support that we've received. All so of the comments, just all of it. Yep. Yeah. You guys are wonderful. Yeah. 100%. So we actually have updates in the Daybell Vallow case, which I think is cool. Yeah. Because we haven't had lately. Things have been a little quiet and slow. Right. Tomorrow's I mean, well, gonna... we did have the gem last week of Mark Means, you know, we throwing did. out them. Them. Mark Means is insanity on Twitter, which, you know, he's always good for a laugh. Yeah, and we we'll do have the joinder hearing is tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock mountain. Yeah. Uh, we're going to watch that and then we're going to jump on here and tell you all about it and tell you what mm-hmm. happened. But, but I'm reading today that that will only be Chad and his attorney and the prosecutor that Lori and his, her attorney aren't attending because they have agreed to it because they've agreed to it. So we're mm-hmm. going to hear Pryor's objections. Yes. And Wood's reasons for doing it. So uh-huh. that's really interesting. I'm super interested to hear. I really want to hear what Pryor has to say. I mean, I really understand Woods's reasoning for it. Um, Pryor's objections make me really question what their defense is going to be. So I'm super yeah. curious about it. Yeah, but yeah, we will definitely, we wouldn't miss a second of it. We'll be here to let you guys know what, uh, what all went down. That's going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you'll want to watch for that. That I don't know when that. I'll just be sometime during the day tomorrow. If you don't catch us live, that's okay. You'll it'll be up. You know, we'll put it yeah. out everywhere for you. But some interesting stuff hit the news today regarding Mark Means and Lori mm-hmm. Vallow's case. Turns yeah. out Mark Means has been hitting up Woods for I don't know, like a mountain of information. Mm-hmm. Pretty much asking the prosecutor to do his job for him is how it appears to me. Right. Well, I mean, he asked for most of this mountain of information clear back in April, on April 7th. Right. And it was kind of comical then because he was Yeah, the prosecutor for- was like, no, yeah, not doing it. Oh, the prosecutor's response, let's see, I have <laughs> it, was pretty classic. Yeah. I really Woods. I love the way he just does his job. I but think he kind rate, of loves like getting to be a little condescending to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> he gets mm-hmm. his chances to put some digs in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, his response at the time had been essentially that uh, what he was asking for, he said he would provide him with some of the information but he objected to parts of the request because they his office didn't have some of what they were asking for. Yeah. Uh, some of it was just not relevant to the case in any way. And right. some of his requests were vague, overbroad, and unduly burdensome. burdensome. Yeah, stuff like other witness information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah. What the, does that mean? Well, and asking for things like 
Tammy Daybell's autopsy report, which has not been released and can't right. be released by the prosecutor's office anyway. Right. That's got to well, come from the coroner's office. And again, is not relevant to this case. No. I mean, that's a big part of the issue is that he's asking for a lot of things that aren't necessarily relevant to the case. Now, he's asking for information about he wants all audio and video recordings, communications, emails, texts, social media posts, voicemails, videos, statements, pictures, police reports, agency reports, notes, charts, graphs, and files regarding the following people. Lori Vallow Daybell, Chad Daybell, Melanie Gibb, who is Lori's friend, David Warwick, who is Melanie's boyfriend, Alex Cox, the deceased brother of Lori, Zulima Pastenes, the widow of Alex Cox, uh, briefly, they very briefly married, Charles Vallow, the deceased husband of Lori Vallow that she is being investigated right now for murdering, Right. Adam in Cox. Arizona. Not in Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Adam Cox, Lori's one of Lori's brothers. Summer Shiflet, Lori's sister. Melanie Boudreaux Pulowski, Lori's niece. Ian Pulowski, Melanie's husband. <laughs> Kay Woodcock, <laughs> JJ's grandma. Larry Woodcock, JJ's grandpa. Heather Daybell, Chad Daybell's sister in law. Other witnesses or potential witnesses. I think that's Just, where we get into vague and uh, broad. Uh, yeah. Joshua J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan. So those, that's what they were requesting. Well, and it's so bizarre, like social media posts, emails. Dude, that's your job to get that stuff yourself, man. Yeah. The prosecutor doesn't have to turn over evidence like that unless. No. And, and, and so much of it is not relevant. To these particular charges, it's like he's still trying to pull out what else they've got on her. Yeah. And they don't well, especially after that tantrum on Twitter last week, you know, <laughs> yeah. that he's so pissed off that, uh, you know, people need to come forward and it's not fair because the state has so many more resources than he does. And so then this week, this. So here's what he said. This week, he sent an eight page letter, basically demanding all of this information right away. He said by tomorrow at 5 p.m. By tomorrow. Um, the letter was dated October 19th. Yes. Uh, it says, after careful review, your responses lack compliance. This is our good faith attempt to resolve this issue prior to filing a motion to compel means rights. Please provide full and complete responses no later than 5 p.m. of Thursday, October 29th, 2020, to our office. Now, remember that when Means was first in the courtroom, well, actually not the first time. The first time he had other attorneys with him that uh, made him look right. better. But the first time that he appeared by himself, he spent most of the time, and this was on a bail reduction hearing, he spent most of the time, uh, two hours, in fact, mm -hmm. bitching and moaning about how unfair the prosecution had been to him. It was a lot of, oh, yeah. but your honor, they're rude. You know, he was <laughs> mean to me. Yeah. yeah, it was. It wasn't even really about his client. It was about how the prosecutor's office was picking on him. And it was basically the prosecutor's office saying, that's not our job. 
you're mm-hmm. doing it wrong. We don't have to do that because mm-hmm. means again, does not know what the hell he is doing. Yeah. This but certainly feels like more of that. What? I said, this certainly feels like more of that. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. But it also feels like, I don't want to have to go out and get all this stuff. And I don't want to have to do my own job. Yeah. So here, just give it all to me. Mm -hmm. And there's only, I mean, there's all kinds of rules around evidence and stuff that they do have to turn over. There's a whole bunch of stuff on this list they do not have to turn over. Absolutely. You know, uh, complaining is not going to get him anywhere. No, but also doing it in such a public way, so typical. So the response, the response from Woods is this. This is what he, he issued this statement to East Idaho News. He said, it is, oh, in our American justice system, prosecutors have a solemn obligation to ensure a fair trial for every defendant. This is a responsibility that I take just as seriously as I take my obligation to protect the safety of this community. An important part of ensuring a fair trial for the defendant is to provide appropriate information pertaining to the case to defense counsel. We have provided Mr. Means with a large amount of the information he requested, as well as items he didn't request. Given the complexity of this investigation, Additional information is still in the hands of investigators and analysts and will be provided to the defense as soon as it becomes available. Another critical part of protecting the defendant's rights to a fair trial is the avoidance of unnecessary pretrial publicity, such as the inappropriate release of this letter. For this reason, we have not and will not attempt to litigate this matter in the media. Woods has all along, he's wanted, he has not wanted um, cameras in in the courtroom. He has been trying to avoid this becoming a media circus. And then Mm -hmm. complains about being a media circus while he is the one making it a media circus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just keeps happening. It's really bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the Twitter stuff alone is bad enough. Oh, my gosh. That was terrible. But now this letter as well. Yeah, it yet again, you go, dude doesn't know its job. And why? What the hell is going on here? So, but that's, that's the latest. It's just wild. It's, I cannot understand why he is still Lori's attorney. I really just can't. You know, the timing of that request is pretty interesting as well, knowing full well that the prosecutor will be in court on this case tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Demanding that information tomorrow. Yeah. Knowing that joinder hearing is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Because he's setting, uh, he's setting groundwork here. He's laying groundwork to be be able. It was unfair. They were unfair. Everybody was mean to me. It was unfair. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the kind of defense attorney that he is is that he's trying oh, yeah. to pick apart this stuff because he does not have a defense. What is the defense? Yeah. You know, there isn't one. How can uh, <laughs> he doesn't know? <laughs> he clearly doesn't. And that's no. scary. But every time something like this happens, I keep thinking we're going to see it come out that the Lori Vallow has fired him and that she's taking a public defender because at least mm-hmm. she's taking, would get an attorney that actually knows how to try a criminal case. Right. But what keeps him 
hired for this? I I don't know. I, it makes no sense to me. Oh, me neither. But it sure provides with endless uh, entertainment because it wow, does. It's just it does. So but I appreciate Woods because he's really trying to not. Oh, Cranky wants to know who we're talking about. I know this will surprise you. We're talking about Mark Means. <laughs> yeah, Mark Means and Lori Daybell, Ballow, Lori Ballow Daybell, her, her attorney has, yeah. you know. I have to say, I was quite bummed to see that he won't be in the courtroom tomorrow. I know, me too. I mean, come on. The comedy gold of that. Yeah. I'm always down for some of his courtroom shenanigans, but, you know, we'll have to settle too. for prior you know, thinking he's hearing voices in the corner or, you know, like clutching his pearls, as you'd like to say. Most sure. certainly he will. Yep. He will. I want to see. He has filed this something about there's precedent. Oh, yeah. For, that's going to be interesting. Um, yes. Not joining these cases that mm -hmm. I don't understand the case that he uses as his example. I don't understand how it applies to this case at all. And I'm I don't not either. Um, but, uh, I, I am very curious about what that even means, how that applies. Cause it was a, it was a criminal who committed two crimes and they didn't want to, they joined them and he was convicted. And then his conviction was overturned basically because one prejudiced the jury against him on the other. Yeah. I mean, this is all the same crime and this is right. between two people the cases are already joined. It's all been charged together because it's all the same crime. And um, I, I don't know. I just don't understand how that applies to this situation other right. than joining with Lori. I don't know. I just yeah. still think they're going to try to flip on him. Yeah. Well, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait. Yeah. So or tomorrow is going to be interesting. Uh, Tuesday said perhaps uh, he's the sixth husband. We have wondered that mm -hmm. if there's some, um, if he's pretty enamored with her, mm -hmm. she has that golden vagina power. We know. Yes, she um, does. So I don't know if that's it. Um, he's certainly not doing her any favors to have this attorney. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And Paula says, Mr. Means could bury himself in information by doing a Google search on his client. <laughs> right? It wouldn't take much. The thing is, so much of the stuff he's asking for is already out there. True. I mean, just go join a couple of Facebook groups about this case, and he could probably get all the information he wants because it's True. there. Yeah. Um, but I, this is laziness, really. This is the mm -hmm. prosecutor owes me, and the prosecutor has more um, resources than I do. Therefore, mm -hmm. he has to hand over this stuff. And it just isn't true. Yeah. And of course, legally, there are, are lots of things they have to hand over, but lots of them, uh, they don't. And, and you know, seeking like those autopsies and stuff, like you're not even asking the right people for that. Right. No. Like, I don't think they can release those things because they didn't generate them. You know, right. there's rules and laws around, you know, stuff like that. Whoever generated the report is who has to release the report. Sure. Well, but also, well, and Alex's autopsy is released. So yeah, it is. 
I've read this it. Couldn't be that hard, but dude, of course, go um, search Justin Lum on Facebook. It's on. Well, Facebook and Charles' page. autopsy is released too. Yeah, it is. I've read it too. It's not been released. Is Tammy Daybell's right? But why the hell would they release Tammy Daybell's autopsy in this case that has nothing to do with the death of Tammy Daybell? Right, and no charges That's, have come down on that case yet. They're holding. Or what that. else is coming? Right. Yeah. Yeah, Cranky says he needs to look it up on Reddit. Yeah, look this case up on Reddit, dude. You'll find all the information you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kimberly says, don't all vaginas have power? Yes, they I mean, do. They're not cool. all golden, right? No, I mean, we, we have determined this. that there are some yep. femme fatales in the world with a golden vagina. Mm -hmm. We see these every once in a while in cases that we cover. Those women who have yeah. some kind of power over men that manage to reel them in and... Well, men that will do anything for them, you know, yeah. including like help kill their children and bury them in the backyard. Yeah. Yep. And yep. Those are the women with the golden vaginas that just tend to, they, they can, men will do what they want them to do. Yep. yep. Now I'm sure there's men with the golden something else. We don't even have to talk about that today, but no, <laughs> that's totally off topic. Gay said she heard that uh, that he's a friend of Chad's. I had heard that as well. Yeah, we've I heard just that couldn't too. ever corroborate that, but we'd heard that as well that he is and a maybe a Chad. follower of Chad's. Uh -huh. Maybe there are some questions around that. We don't know for sure. Yeah, narcissist vagina. There you go. Good. <laughs> we could do this all day. <laughs> we could. Sometimes people on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, don't like it when we say the word vagina on our show, so mm -hmm. we make sure to say it pretty often. <laughs> We're desensitizing here. Yeah. It is literally just a body part. <laughs> yeah. Definitely some comments we have received. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, shall we talk about a Almost. slightly? I just have to make one more joke because oh, it's please just coming do. up. I think we all have to remember that everything that glitters is not gold. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You're right. You are correct. So on our Wednesday live stream, we'd like to give an update on a cold case that has been solved. Yes. Generally, these are good news. Um, I'm not sure. This one's kind of good news. It's kind of also horrible news. But this yeah. is a cold case out of Missoula, Montana. It is a 46-year-old case. Yeah. So it happened on February 5th of 1974. Siobhan McGinnis went missing. Just She was very little, like mm -hmm. five-ish. I think she was four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Um, went missing near her home in Missoula. Um, she was found two days later uh, on an exit on Interstate 90. And she had been murdered and sexually assaulted. So this case was cold for 46 years. Mm-hmm. And thanks to modern DNA technology, um, you know, so many cases are getting, the DNA technology is just getting so much better and the genealogical DNA and, you know, all that stuff is just, it's, it's closing all kinds of cases right now. And this is one yeah. of them. So they identified, and the Missoula County Sheriff's Office identified Richard William Davis as the, the killer. Yeah. Um, he was 32 at the time of her disappearance. Mm -hmm. Here's the real shitty thing. He died in 2012. Yeah. He died leaving behind a wife and four daughters. Yep. Who, guess what? Yep. Had no clue that he had raped and murdered this little girl. 
It's really sad. Can you imagine your dad or your husband dying and years later you find out he was this monster? Now, yeah. truthfully, we don't know. Uh, he was never, he's never, was never arrested or convicted of any other crime. Right. But we don't know, you know, where it was their abuse in the family. We don't, th these things we don't know. No. Maybe they knew he was a bad dude, but they didn't know that he was a murderer. No. Um, but the case at least is solved. And that is some relief for uh, the family, the McGinnis family. Uh, it's a, uh, the, Shaban's half-sister, Una, says, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal for us, and it's a huge deal for the Missoula community. This mm -hmm. affected almost everybody that lived there at that time and probably still some today. Yeah, um, It really means the world to them also because their dad, Shaban's dad, thought he would never see um, the case solved in his lifetime. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. 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 It's so... It what a shock to oh, them. My gosh. Can you imagine? No. Getting this information about someone in your family who has passed on. It's just crazy. Well, but also just, well, yeah, for both families. You oh, know? yeah. So I shared a little, a picture of little Siobhan. How yeah. beautiful. What a beautiful oh, little yeah. girl. So, much. yeah. Well, and they, so they've shared his information, of course, with the FBI um, you know, I mean, I just think it's unlikely that this is the only case that they're going to connect to him. Right. Because he was only passing through Missoula. He didn't live there. No. And just happened to commit this crime while he was there. Well, come on, man. Surely, right. you know. Right. Was he also passing through other communities in which he did the same thing and then was just right. passing through? You know, we're talking about 74. Mm -hmm. They, you know, there was no way for them to know. Apparently right. he was driving a vehicle that was considered, um, yeah. you know, a suspect vehicle, but of course yeah. he just moved on from Missoula. Yeah. And so of course they never, yeah. you know, had any idea where he went. Right. I suspect that there will be more cases that surface. I, do I just, my gut feeling is not that this was the only time this man committed a crime like this he was an opportunist no. yeah and for whatever reason this little one was out of eye shot of adults and he grabbed her and i don't believe for a minute this was the only time he did that i don't either i don't either but he died in arkansas so he was a long ways from montana uh-huh um what was i gonna say else about him well okay so his family sent a really sweet statement to the McGinnis yeah, family. They did. You know, like, we're so shocked. We had no idea. We're so sorry. Yeah. And, you know, the McGinnis family has very sweetly said, you know, please leave these people alone. You know, they're grieving and they just right. found out something absolutely horrible that they yeah. didn't know about this deceased person. Yeah. And this may only be the beginning of what they find out now that they have his DNA in the system. Yeah you know, what else they're going to link to him. Yeah, for sure. You know, he was traveling for work or whatever, whatever reason he was just driving through small towns like that in the seventies. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty likely they're going to connect him to some other cases. Yeah, I suspect so. I, which is so sad for his family, considering that I think they're going to get gut punched many more times here before this is over. Yeah. But consider the closure that could be coming to some other families too. 
You right. know, that is yeah. so huge, you know, and, and for the McGinnises, the, just the closure of knowing who did it. And, and a yeah. good question about, you know, why? I mean, not that there's a why. Why? Because he was a monster. You know, yeah. I mean, that, I mean that's there the is answer, no you know, but yeah. at least they know it wasn't someone they know. Yeah. You know, at least they know it wasn't someone that they were living in their community with or that was like a family member or, you know, someone just hiding in plain sight. At least they know that. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, Missoula is not a very big place. And I, I think that that would be a terrible feeling to, yeah. you know, it kind of reminds me of the Stephanie Crane case. You know, Missoula is bigger than Chalice, but, you know, this small yeah. community. And are you wondering for the rest of your life? Was this your neighbor or your friend or, you know, whatever? Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think it probably vindicates, vindicates the police at least a little bit about why they didn't catch him for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, the family did come out and thank the sheriff's office. And, you know, I think there's some recognition here that because of the time that this happened and, um, you know, what was available to them as far as, you know, crime solving technology it's pretty clear why they didn't catch him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. And yeah. did he abuse his own children? We don't know. And, and Jr. said they usually don't, which that's, that's kind of true. Sometimes psychopaths like this, you know, they have a family there are well, more sociopath. They have a family. They're okay at home. And then they go do this kind of stuff to strangers. And sometimes mm -hmm. that isn't the case. Sometimes they're, Monsters at home, but they have no idea that they're doing things out in the community, too. Um, of course, the family has not said. All they've yeah. said is that they're stunned and that they had no idea that he'd done this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know. It's just sickening and sad. Yeah. But at least for the McGinnis family, they have some closure. But I agree with you, Katie, that if this can bring closure to other cases and for other families, that that's the best thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, <clears throat> the sad part about him being dead, besides the fact that he can't be held accountable, is that are there other disappearances that he's responsible for that the bodies didn't surface? You right. know, there's just a lot that, you know, obviously died with this man that, you know, won't be solved. But hey, mm -hmm. you know what? Maybe there'll be a few more crimes come to the surface that are on him. And yeah. I do feel like that uh, that might help. Cranky yeah. said it reminds her of the case of the two murder girls in Delphi, Indiana. Yeah. Or Delphi. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just somebody passing through, someone not known to the town. Mm -hmm. Really, yeah. you know, and yeah, it's it's kind of a similar, similar, similar thing. vibe. It impacts yeah. the entire community. I mean, we know with the yeah. David Bello situation how that can impact a community. For sure. Yeah, but a solved case. So there you go. Yeah. 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 So, you know, some good news mixed in with some really bad news. <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. pretty interesting. On one hand, if you're the McGinnis family, they don't have to go through the prosecution stuff. And the trial. You know, and they don't have to sit in that courtroom and see that mofro and stare him in the back of the head and just want to kill him. You know, they don't have to go through all of the, the court stuff that is so hard and painful for families. Yeah. You know, even though this guy doesn't get his day in court, maybe, maybe that's 
you know, on, on one hand, maybe that's better mm -hmm. or it's, it's different. Maybe better is not the right word, but yeah, they at least won't have to go through that. And then watching what this already has put the poor Woodcock family through, you yeah. know, you can see it all over their faces, how painful this is, how terrible, you know, just thinking back to Chad's preliminary and how difficult it was for the families to sit and listen to the horror that was being spilled out. Yeah. You know, they won't ever have to go through that. They won't, they won't. And that's true. You know, that that is a brighter side, you know, and I guess yeah. depending on what you believe. Yeah. You know, maybe he's getting some, maybe the retribution is happening now. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. JR um, said earlier uh, that, Hopes he's in hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We did cover the Delphi case a while ago, quite a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, it is so botched up. The, the Delphi case is a mess. Yeah. It is. And yeah, it is. There's just, there's so much there. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I was thinking about tomorrow, we will get to have return of resting toad face. Oh my gosh. Am I going to have to, let's see. Can I do it? <laughs> this is an, ex if you haven't seen me do it, this is what Chad looks like all the way through every hearing we've ever seen. He looks like this. Yeah. And Christy it's called resting toad face. I'm sorry if resting you can't see me face. in video. If you're listening on the podcast, please come find us on YouTube so you can watch me do this because it's very unflattering. And yet I do it for your benefit. So one more time, <laughs> this is what Chad is going to look like all the way through his hearing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There he is, resting toad face. Yep. And his matching lawyer, because Pryor has a pretty mm -hmm. similar resting toad face as well. Yes, yeah. he does. He does. But Chad, I've just like, dude, be aware of yourself at all. Like you're on video. Like he looked like that all the way through, like the descriptions <laughs> of them finding the children's bodies. And I oh, mean, just horrible things that I'm like, mm -hmm. God, you just really look like a heartless sociopath sitting there with that dumb look on your face you know mm -hmm. there wasn't even like sadness around the kids being found or anything nothing, nothing. it was just nothing just the whole just, time just resting toad face yep yeah so i'm sure we'll have a lot to report on about that and we'll see I'm if he sure. and his uh, attorney are matching tomorrow several times now they have been wearing the same color shirt and the same color tie which is pretty hilarious yeah Bethany says, I'd love for you to do the Chiron Horman case. Ah, Chiron Horman. Okay. Put that in our file. You guys would die to see the list of cases oh. that we have. And we want to do them all. All we of do. them. But yeah. I am building a list I have in my phone. And we'll try to get to them all. We swear. We might Maybe have to someday. add another. Yeah. We're trying. Now, tomorrow night is the psychic hour. And yes. we typically do that at 8 p.m. Mountain, but I have, uh, I'm a guest on a different radio show at 8 p.m. Mountain tomorrow night. And so we're going to do this show an hour earlier. So we'll be at 7 p.m. tomorrow night for yes. the psychic hour. We're going to talk about mediumship. We're so close to uh, Halloween. The veil is very thin this time of year. So we'll talk about mediumship. We'll do some mediumship and we'll talk about the full moon. And, you know, what to uh, expect with this full moon. It's a blue moon on Halloween. Which mm -hmm. is, that is an extremely rare event. So that'll all be coming tomorrow night. 
And again, um, typically we live stream from our True Crime Paranormal page on Facebook and on YouTube. Again, I screwed up tonight <laughs> and live streamed right. from my own page, but maybe some new fine. people from our show that haven't seen it before. Right. Yeah. So well, also, yes. Hang on. Oh, yeah. We did a Halloween special and we did that Halloween special for our patrons over on Patreon. And it was mm -hmm. really fun. We yeah, covered 10 cases that were uh, murders that actually happened on Halloween. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, go check out our Patreon at patreon.com where the we're true crime paranormal over there. If you sponsor us for a, a, a nominal amount every month, it helps to mm -hmm. support what we're doing, which we really appreciate, but you will get extra content. We do special shows yeah. over there just for our patrons. And the one we did this week was a Halloween special. So yeah. if you're interested in that, go check out our Patreon because it was really fun. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. There's a lot of things going down on Halloween. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there really are. I mean, there were a lot of things. I, I will tell you, I learned about, now I can't say his name. What's his name? The guy who stole Halloween. The man who ruined, the man who killed Halloween. The candy man? Yeah. The candy man. He um, poisoned his son with cyanide in a pixie stick. Think about that. In mm -hmm. 1974, uh, to get life insurance because he was having money problems, you know, because... As you do, apparently. What it asked. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he's the reason that if you're from our our generation, he's the reason we all grew up being afraid of Halloween candy and having to go to the cops to have it X-rayed and our parents have to go all through it and stuff. That's why. Mm -hmm. um, I did tell the story over on our TikTok today. So if you didn't oh, know nice. and if you're a TikTok fan, go. We're True Crime Paranormal over on TikTok. And go find us there because we preview some shows or some cases over there and just have some fun, tell some stories and stuff. And I did tell the story of the man who killed Halloween on TikTok today. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know. I know. Now you know. I've always, I never understood why that happened. Like, did it really happen? Was it like a real thing that was going on? It freaking happened once. Yeah. Okay. With one guy who killed his own child. Yeah. It's kind of like the guy that poisoned the Tylenol and then everybody freaked out and they threw all the yeah. Tylenol away and now everything is sealed and all that stuff. Cause that happened once. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yep. Yep. So now, you know, now, you know, if you didn't know, now, you know, yep. well, those are up our updates for Wednesday night. Yeah. We will be back with you live twice tomorrow. Cause we're going to, yes, Give you an update on the Daybell hearing, and then we'll be back tomorrow night for the Psychic Hour. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll you'll be sick of us tomorrow, or you won't. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you want to, and ignore us if you don't. So. <laughs> yeah. That, that's how, that's what our kids do. <laughs> oh, boy. Isn't that the truth? Yes. <laughs> All righty, you guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. We're True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Have a great night. Mm-hmm. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments 
and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.